are the fuck? Fear is not a factor for you. This is where we're going to learn who will be the ultimate survivor. So with your permission, I'd like to take this guy on the boat, and then once he's trapped at sea, teach him a lesson he'll never forget. Can't believe you stop taking pictures of yourself. Your sister's going to jail. It's like we're going. Welcome to Confession Cam, a podcast about reality TV. I'm John. I'm Hunter. And I'm Daisy. And folks, I know we said we were going to do a different show each week for the for the <laughs> next few ones, but we're we're just we're really stuck on this wife swap show, huh? Yeah, it's um, I mean, I I'm not going to use the word good, but it's a lot more um engaging it's a lot more i'm into it more than i thought i would yeah would be this is one of those shows that i have no memory of but i know me and my family watched it together as a kid and i'm totally getting why now like i get why my family was really into this one yeah we didn't even watch a lot of tv when i was a kid but i i remember watching this show and like it's uh it's intense drama yeah, they really get the most extreme opposites that they can, which we'll talk about in this episode. Yeah, um, I, you know, and it's it's obvious sometimes that they're exaggerating stuff, but um, at least in the case of one of the people that was on today's episode, um, they, I mean, I'm sure they hammed it up, but this guy's literally insane. Yeah, like uh, like level. Uh, Level 100 uh, grand mage in misogyny. <laughs> and and racism, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Lust we forget. Yeah, so we, we keep on finding out that people that we're interested in were on this show. So so last week, uh, or I guess two weeks ago, we did the, the Badlands Chugs episode. This one, should we say who, who it is up front, or should we talk about that at the end? Um... I was thinking about putting it in the episode title, so they probably know already. Okay. That uh, the Heaney family, as they're called, or the Heen, I'm not 100% sure on the pronunciation, uh, are the Balloon Boy family from 2009, if you remember that internet yeah. meme slash scandal. Yeah, so we found out that uh, the Balloon Boy family was on this show, and we were like, okay, I guess we're still doing wife swap. <laughs> <laughs> um so why don't we jump into this episode? Uh, let's introduce the family first. Um, so we got the, we'll start with the Heaney family, which is the Balloon Boy hoax family. We'll talk more about that at the end here. Um, they're really into launching rockets and chasing storms, Pretty launching cool. rockets into storms, which I did not know was, a th- I knew both of these were hobbies, but I didn't know these hobbies were connected in any way. So from what I could tell, it seemed like they had cameras on the rockets, mm-hmm. so they might be so they might Sorry. be that's good. Uh, they might be doing that to uh, get like storm footage because it seems like he has some sort of science slash uh, pseudoscience maybe like, a little bit. Well, like weather related internet show. Yeah, I wonder what that was because this was this episode was before YouTube was really popping off. So I wonder how. I don't know. It's two thousand nine. I feel like the golden era of YouTube. Well, two thousand nine was the scandal, but this was before then, right? This was the scandal happened like months after. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, I feel like even then, like I feel like when I was in high school, YouTube was pretty big at that point. Like it yeah. wasn't like every kid was sitting on their iPad watching it all day, right. but like. That's when we we'd already had our first generation of stars like Fred and yeah uh, those kind of people come and go yeah when was Chocolate Rain 
Chocolate Rain had happened. Nostalgia Critic had happened. What was the uh, Char- Charlie Goes to the Candy Mountain or something like that? Oh, yeah. That the, one. Charlie the Unicorn. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to click on that. <laughs> or I, I didn't mean to actually play the video. Okay. Uh, uh, Chocolate Rain came out April 23rd, 2007. There so, you go. So we're, we're right in the... Uh, golden era of internet television and stuff cherry chocolate rain might have even been out by the time this episode even though even though we all agree that we hate this guy i bet his internet show was entertaining if nothing else yeah just because this guy is a character oh yeah by the way i don't think we talked about this and maybe we can move this until later but do we think that guy was on cocaine (laughs) oh man i didn't think of that He, he i mean I don't know. There's some people that are just super fucking weird, and then there's other people that are on cocaine. <laughs> so it's like, which which one is yeah. it? See, I have a theory that I know we've talked about it a little bit in previous episodes, but to me, this episode probably felt like the most fake of all the ones we've watched. Like, I really feel like there's a lot of played up moments going on on both so. families, in both families. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. We'll get into it when we talk about the episode, but like he might be hamming it up for the camera a little bit, but he's but he's also undeniably a strange guy. Um and not in a good way. Yeah, I'm not I'm not defending him. He's not, I know, yeah, I know. He's not a cool guy. Um and even if he is playing up, he does it in a ways that I would not recommend if a camera was pointed at no, you. No, not at all. <laughs> but um but uh, it, there does seem to be like a bit of acting going on. The the note I had was uh, this dad very much seems like he wants to be one of the kids, and um, I'm not the only one who thought that. That comes up later in the episode yeah. as well, quite quite often actually. Um, he's just a, I don't know. He's a goofball. He he's he's the type of dad that like he wants to be the kids' friends and not their dad, um, and that extends to not really helping his wife, whose name is uh, Mayumi. Uh, His wife is Japanese, by the way, which becomes relevant later in the episode. Um, Like he, she basically does all the chores. He doesn't really do anything. This guy's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's why I shouldn't have kids. Not that (laughs) I'm super irresponsible, but I feel like they'd be a bad influence on me. That's fair. I, I mean, I think I feel like I've picked up some childish humor from my girlfriend's kids. Yeah, um, like even having a dog has like I've picked up some bad habits from him. So Jersey's setting a bad example yeah, for you. Yeah, and Jersey can't speak yet. So yeah. like yet or ever probably. I, hey, you never know. That's true. <laughs> maybe you know. maybe he'll get into one of these weird sodas we drink and and it'll um, give him the ability to speak. <laughs> One could He'll help. get bit by Scooby Doo, and then uh... yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other family is the Martells. This family's so as opposed to the Heenies, who again they get polar opposites on this show. So the first family that we just talked about, they're they're they kind of let their kids run around, do whatever they want. This family's very safety obsessed. Um, in the I mean, this part was definitely staged, but in the intro, when they're all sort of waving at the camera, the kids are all wearing helmets and they're not even doing anything that would necessitate helmets. They're just wearing helmets because I, I mean, I assume the producers told them to throw some helmets on or something. Yeah. But Yeah, I think after watching a few episodes, it's gotten so obvious. Like, yeah, 
what kind of stuff is like okay they, they were just like oh do you guys have helmets to put on yeah put on helmets that's great that's great yeah i also think that for context the episodes we've watched previously i believe were all from season one and season three now we're on to like season five and yeah. you can tell they've got a budget like we noticed it, but there's like notable there's songs that you probably know at least from like the radio or other television shows, like real songs in the episode, and like the editing's a little faster and slicker. I noticed like it's a lot more pace to it. Like I'm guessing they were a little more on their toes, and that's why I'm a little more suspicious of all of the moments on this episode <laughs> t- more too. I think yeah, is it it doesn't have that like. This is just some people in these in their house with a camera. Like every moment feels like almost cut like a TV show where it stops and ends like perfectly. It's weird, mm-hmm. and that could just be them editing it well. But yeah, it's a hell of a lot more uh, professionally edited than Milf Manor. I can say. Oh can my say god! That. Yeah. Um. So this family, they uh, the kids are not allowed to play video games. Did we catch why that is? Yeah, so because they might walk into the street. <laughs> yeah, so said they're allowed to play video games, but they're not allowed to play handheld video games, like Game Boy or something. Yeah. Okay, said, so they can play like Xbox, but not Game the, Boy. Well, there's a picture of them playing on a computer in their room. Okay. And then, or that's what they're doing, where they're talking like, yeah, they say we can't play handheld computer games because we'll walk in the street and get hit by a car not paying mm-hmm. attention. Which that sounds like something that like you're like mom can i have a game boy and she's like uh no because then you'll walk into the street and get hit by a car like that sounds like it's just made up like she she just needs an excuse to not have to pay for a game boy yeah yeah it does seem fake but it also is one of the funniest things i've ever heard (laughs) they also uh are not allowed to use the microwave because it gives you cancer yeah um but they have a microwave which really makes me think that like i don't know maybe they said like i don't know Maybe the kids aren't allowed to use the microwave. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past these two, uh, the parents, to wear safety goggles whenever they're operating the microwave. That seems like something they do. Also, another reason why this whole thing seems a little staged to me, and you pointed this out at the very beginning of the episode, Daisy, they have a full wood-burning stove. It's like a cast iron stove, and they're just like, yeah, we have to be careful or the kids might fall into a fire. Yeah. I honestly, okay, I don't think we've mentioned this yet, but the dad... His job is he's a baby proofer. And I feel like they they took that, the producers took that and they just ran with it. Yeah. They were like, okay, this guy knows a lot about safety. Like, let's really just like ham it up. Which it seems like they do that in a lot of these episodes because it, it's similar to how like Sarge, they really, yeah. his job is um, boot camp. Uh, guy or whatever and they really played into him being that guy Mm -hmm. so it seems like they really lean into whatever the person's career is not every time but for some of these people yeah for um the martell was it yeah dad Um, jay yeah jay he gave me i think he's just kind of a dork but i don't think he's a bad guy like he has the same kind of vibe that i had like a few friends, one or two friends who were Mormon and he had like Mormon dad vibes where he's like very like, we're going to do the right thing. We're going to be polite. We're going to be safe. But like, you can tell he's well-meaning and he cares about his kids. Mm -hmm. And it's not like the boot camp family. Who's like, all right, you're doing the chores for us now. It's like, he's just going a little too far. It's like the kid who's like, all right, you guys can't watch TV. What if you see something bad? 
Whereas how my friend's dad was, and it feels like yeah. he's kind of like that sometimes. Yeah. But... He's a bit overprotective and seems a bit paranoid, um, but seems like a, a loving father and a good husband. Yeah. You know? It, it really feels like, and I, I'm hesitant to say this, but because uh, I'm outing myself, but uh, it, it feels like some someone else's dad at Cub Scouts, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I don't know if that's too niche or specific, but it, he does have the dad who volunteers at Cub Scouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like, all right, we're gonna have fun this weekend, but we're gonna learn. He's, he's the guy who's guy. selling popcorn outside of Lowe's. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. <laughs> um, I buy popcorn from him. Really? It's so expensive. It's so I, fucking I've, expensive. I've never actually bought it, but I'll be honest. But I've <laughs> you just I never said you seen bought them. popcorn. No, I said I would. Oh, you would? Okay, gotcha. But gotcha. I I don't really see the popcorn kids around anymore. I still see Girl Scouts occasionally. Yeah. But I feel like maybe COVID and stuff, people just don't put their kids out like to sell products. I'm going to tell you guys the At hustle. At least in the neighborhoods I live in. What's, uh, what's the hustle? Since since I've already outed myself, I was, uh, I was either like top seller or like pretty close to it on popcorn for a couple of years. And it was because... Um, my oh sorry uh, I, I thought that was you but it was actually me <laughs> i'm not touching yeah, anything i know <laughs> um i was top seller for or close to it for a couple of years because uh my well my mom like made me do it but uh, i would set up um at the i don't know why they agreed to let me do this but the credit union uh like i would set up like in the lobby and so uh you know, I, I'd ask people like when they were walking in, like, hey, like, do you want to buy some popcorn? And then and this was like, you know, 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. So like nobody left the credit union without cash at that point in time. Like, oh, that's smart. And so um, like they all had cash. They, they had no excuse not mm-hmm. to buy the damn popcorn. Um, and that was not, I hustled so hard and I got like uh gift cards from that like i don't know like it's like you sell a certain amount of pop- popcorn you get gift cards and i bought uh, an ipod ipod video oh that's that was, sick uh, i'm glad you got something because it feels oh it's it's, it's very much like a child labor kind of thing extremely um exploitative. and even though you get prizes it's still yeah it feels very exploitative both girl scouts and cups and boy scouts it's also kind of like those um like school fundraisers i don't know if oh yeah do those where they're like all right you're gonna sell Candy like and shit. candy or wrapping paper yeah. or like they're the shit my school had was weird because they had like wrapping paper but then they'd be like you'd flip through it and they'd be like whole hams people order <laughs> and stuff it's just like obviously some overstock company was like all right christmas is coming we're gonna have ham we're gonna have wrapping paper we're gonna have did your guys school have like i my my parents for some reason they were like gung-ho on me selling the popcorn but they never let me sell the uh like the actual fundraiser stuff from school but they would have they do like the convocation right in the the LGI room and uh, and they had like sorry uh, homeschool kid here what's an LGI room <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't even think that's like a common thing this was just at my elementary school it was the the large group instruction room oh okay. it was like a gym but with carpet basically gotcha yeah it's it's basically what uh, non colleges call like a presentation room or like yeah okay yeah. gotcha sorry what were you saying um. And and they they brought uh, I this might blow your mind since you're <laughs> homeschooled, but it was like an inflatable thing, right? 
And then there was like a fan and they would just put like a shit ton of cash in this inflatable thing. And if you sold a certain amount of products, um, you got to go in the cash blower thing. And, and the money's just blowing around. The money's just blowing around. You get like 30 seconds to like grab as much cash as you can and you get to keep it. Not going to lie. That kind of, I mean, I'm still not into the like child labor and exploitation stuff, but that sounds super fucking fun. No, I was convinced that like if I sold enough shit to get in that thing, like that would have been like made. the, the hu- yeah, I would have like <laughs> been rich for life off of like the eight bucks I could have grabbed. Did you get I'm to sure do it? it? was all once. Oh, hell no. Oh man. It was like, I mean, for you to get in there, the oh, because you said this is your school, not Cubs. Yeah, Scouts, right. For for the amount of like shit that you would have to sell, you would have to have rich parents that are just buying the shit because who the oh, fuck is buying like gotcha. erasers and shit? That's yeah. It was just like the most most random bullshit. Also, sorry, I'm, we can move off the the topic of the LGI room. No, but, people like the people like the tangents. Uh, I remember my one time there was like a, a convocation thing after school. And, uh, sorry, homeschool kid here. What's a convocation? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like an event. Okay. I guess. I don't know. It's also kind of like a gym or an LGI. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing, nothing really means anything. Uh, but this was, this was like an after school thing. There's probably like, uh, like a carnival thing, after school carnival thing. And, uh, I remember, (laughs) My friend, who was kind of like a a bad kid, who's the, who really got me into being a bad kid. Hell yeah! If I'm being honest, um, um, the cool kid, you mean? Right, the cool kid. Yeah. Um, uh, he we, we were like fucking around. He picked up a coat, and uh, there's just like a whole fucking deck of Yu-Gi-Oh cards under the coat, <gasps> and he took it. <laughs> oh no! And like I think about that every day, like how he just stole some kid's whole fucking deck of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And then I remember there was a card I really wanted. So I stole from him. <laughs> some of those cards are worth a lot. Yeah. And uh, and then we got into like a huge fight about it because he was like, you stole my card. And I was like, well, you fucking stole it. Like, right. <laughs> it's it's chill that, that I stole it from you. And then uh, we got into a huge fight about it. I gave it back to him. And then like 10 years later, he gave it back to me. So, Oh, yeah. Time wound heals all wounds. Yeah. Uh, last thing on that. Post Malone just bought a $2 million Yu-Gi-Oh! I saw that. Magic the Gathering. Oh, was it Magic? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Never mind then. I I did look up the word convocation, and it is just a large formal assembly of people. So a gym, LGI room, or convocation room could all be the same thing. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm learning so much. Um, (laughs) uh, So back to to the episode. um, The... Oh, the only other note I have about the Martells is that the wife brings a smoke detector with her to the other house. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That that was funny. It's like, I know the other house is pretty crazy, but are you really going to assume they don't have a smoke detector? I, I'm I'm going to be honest. I have a carbon monoxide detector that I have just carried with me when I move. I don't take it on vacation, but like, uh, you know the landlord is not putting up a carbon monoxide detector. That's fair. I feel like those are not as common as smoke detectors. Oh, most smoke detectors have them in them now. Oh, I really? Think. I think they're combo. They do both? Most are combo. Like if okay. you buy a new one, it should do both. Yeah, but the landlords know where to buy them. <laughs> like, yeah. save like two bucks and get the, the single. That's true. Or they bought like 500 in like 1993. Yeah. And they just have they're like just a still box. using them. Which, yeah. smoke detectors expire, by the way. So, check yours and make sure it's not expired. 
I am lazy, and I went when we moved in. I just bought a bulk box and replaced them all at once, so I there wouldn't have to remember. Yeah. So remind me in about a decade. Okay. We'll uh, we'll definitely still be doing this podcast. Confession in a cam, ten year anniversary show. Hunter yes. uh, replaces all his. <laughs> That's what the ten year anniversary show is going to be. It's just following Hunter around while he replaces all his uh, carbon monoxide detectors. <laughs> um. So at at the Heaney house when uh Karen is first introduced, a kid jumps down the stairs, and Mr. Heaney said, or sorry, uh, Richard. Richard says dick don't do that not because of safety but because it's finished wood (laughs) he he wanted to make it very clear that he wasn't telling his kids not to jump down the stairs for safety reasons it's because he doesn't want them to damage the finished wood you see him do that a couple times in the episode where they jump off the landing onto the couch and as a kid that would have been my first thought too oh yeah Yeah. um i would have got my ass whooped (laughs) but again that's why sometimes i'm like how much is he playing this up right now Yeah. yeah yeah um and then I, I got a really good quote from one of the kids. Uh, as they're going to bed, he looks at Karen and he says, my dad doesn't want to sleep with you. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, In the yep. most matter of fact way. And she's like, oh, you don't need to worry about that, buddy. Yeah, they we have a, they already, you can tell they hate each other, but it hasn't come to a boil yet. It will. But you can tell they're already yeah. like not fans of each other. He actually it comes to a boil in literally my next note. Okay. Um, Richard is fucking wild. So he tells Karen that she needs to do all the chores because he makes uh, Miyumi do all the chores because he needs to have the mental capacity to focus on his storms. And if he's if he's folding laundry, he's not going to have that mental capacity to chase these storms and, and work on his uh, important work so this is amazing too because it's not like he has like a, a fucking job like he doesn't like he's not preparing taxes hey now like, he has an imaginary job <laughs> he's chasing storms like how much sorry. mental effort does that really take sorry that was me again i'm i'm fidgety today what are you doing just banging the table <laughs> no i i bumped my knee against oh, the... okay yeah yeah um I I really <laughs> curious because like we've seen this on a previous episode. Uh, I don't know if I remembered to say this actually, but on the Badlands Chugs episode, they really played it up like he was a professional eater. Mm-hmm. But they never mentioned. I looked it up. He was just a bus driver the whole time, oh. and then he did. He went to professional eating events occasionally, and they just yeah, thought professional eating was more interesting. So they so never they... even mentioned that he was like a bus driver on the daily. So this guy may actually have a day job. So they both might actually have jobs. But I don't know if he has a job and she doesn't. Um, I don't know if the storm stuff he does is his actual job. He says he's an inventor. Um, if you look it up, and I'll recommend some videos at the end when we get into the Bloom Boy stuff. But he does have a lot of weird inventions. He's done some as-seen-on-TV stuff. So I don't know <laughs> if he gets like enough kickbacks from that to... like. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So he actually is kind of an inventor. I don't know if I would buy any of them, but... Uh... <laughs> I gotta look this up. Um, while you're while you're looking that up, so um, they have this fight because she basically walks away and is like, I'm not gonna do your laundry for you, Richard. Um, and he goes to the camera in a confession cam moment and says, I think she likes me more than her husband, which she obviously does not. Pretty... Uh, pretty delusional guy here what'd you find daisy what this looks like to me is uh one of his inventions is just a stick 
that you use to scratch your back. And he invented a bra- he invented the back scratcher. That's incredible. That this, must be why they got all that money. Well, this is the bear back scratch. It's it's. I mean, it's it's a stick. I, there's no way around this. It's not even a good back scratcher. It's just a. It's just a thick piece of wood. Can't find your back scratcher? No problem. Bear scratch mounts on the wall, so it is always there. And there's this picture of him. I mean, this all of this media, it says 2023 on it, but this has got to be from... 1999, it looks like. <laughs> kind of looks like it. It it looks like an SNL like parody commercial. It really you know what does. I mean? It doesn't even look like a real product that people would buy. Stores near me. It's got testimonials, though. And then, uh, yeah, the way I found this, there's a page... Richard's other inventions, we got, no, this is, it's a ketchup shaker. <laughs> well, it's called your shakedown. No, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah, it's a product you put a bottle of ketchup in, and it shakes it to get all the ketchup towards the bottom so you can squeeze it out. Didn't Heinz already invent a, th- a ketchup bottle that stands on its head? So the ketchup's just down at the bottom? Yeah. That's actually specifically the bottle that they're using <laughs> in this, the shaker. This is like a someone Richard took like a one of those like mechanical uh masturbators and like just put a fucking ketchup <laughs> bottle on it. I Literally. Also, I also like to add that it's a hand crank device. If you look at it closely, uh you just crank it like so you could literally just shake the bottle yeah i mean i'm sure there's things going on like tension don't give him that much credit (laughs) i don't know his other his main product probably is what makes him money i'm guessing what is it it's called the heen duty and it's um non-permanent racking um toolboxes and stuff for trucks Um, so like you know how a lot of those like work trucks they'll they'll like mount like mm-hmm. toolboxes and ladder racks and stuff mm-hmm. in it. He invented a set that you don't have to like weld or bolt to the truck. It snap on. Oh, uh, okay. That's that's actually useful. I'm watching the commercial for it right now. On oh, that you. thing's huge. Uh, and he he was just doing the like dry hump, like air air dry <laughs> hump motion. Which, to be fair, this commercial is 12 years old. But like, uh, and for people who drive pickup trucks, yeah. Oh, yeah, true. He's, he knows his target audience. He is his target audience. He is his target audience. Mayumi made an appearance in the commercial as well because, of course, Zoomer technology. What? <laughs> has he has he just been inventing this whole time? I don't think he... I don't... I think all this shit is, like, 12 years old at least. Also, it looks like he's got a new website that I found through his YouTube, but it doesn't load. So, <laughs> the ketchup jacker offer from Richard Heen. Um, when uh, when so back to the show when Karen. Sorry. Oh no, you're good. I like this. Um, when Karen says she doesn't want to do the chores, he basically starts screaming at her. Um, and then he starts playing the harmonica. Yeah, this is when it really gets weird, and this is why I'm like, is this guy like drunk or on drugs? Because he's he's being fucking weird. He's and like he, he's like, you know what I think about that? And he pulls out a harmonica from his pocket 
and starts playing it with like a like a blues song about how <laughs> exactly, and then in between would say something about how he doesn't want to do the laundry or something. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a it's a pretty iconic moment that I think is the most endearing thing he does all episode. Yeah. Um. I'm also. I'm sorry to go back for a second, but I played the video of the uh, ketchup shaker, and it's fucking rocking. Like it, <laughs> it. It's got some speed to it, and you're not wrong. It is definitely a jerk off machine with a ketchup <laughs> bottle attached. You know, this is if anyone's looking for a podcast idea. I think we're all we're kind of maxed out on podcasts here. But if if anyone's wanting to start one, a, a podcast about really useless inventions. Oh, he's humping the heat. Interesting. Now. I feel like that would be a good YouTube series. Actually. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm about think because that, that would be more visual. Yeah, I feel like we kind of went through that phase, though. I feel like that's what a lot of like people make fun of Kickstarters was. Oh, uh, that's true. There, I think there is an entire podcast about dumb Kickstarters. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, um, those are all the notes I have up until when the wife, when it's the wives' turns to. Uh, be in charge do y'all have anything else the only thing i want to touch on is the other family um the or at least the other side because we mostly talked about miss J- richard heen. richard yeah richard heen and um i can't remember the jay the martell woman. oh uh karen yes karen um we've talked about them a lot and it's mostly them very much disliking each other mm-hmm. and the kids being really funny but we didn't really talk about the other side yeah and it seems like they mostly have an issue in communication and i really feel bad for mayumi because it definitely i know that english isn't her first language mm-hmm. and it happens a couple times in the episode and it really seems like they're just struggling to communicate in general yeah and it turns into the into her getting emotional cuz it's like she's he's not understanding what she's trying to she say she seems frustrated and i think yeah. she takes it as like you're not understanding but i think she's he's not understanding is not understanding but not because like, he doesn't understand that children want to have fun. I don't think yeah. he's understanding the point she's trying to make. There's a couple times where he's just like, yes, I do want my kids to be safe. Right. When she's like, see, they're afraid. They're yeah, safe. There's, <clears throat> there's some stuff that's lost in translation there. But they seem to, I mean, they get along a hell of a lot better than the other two. Yeah. I mostly bring that up because we'll get into that a little bit at the end of the Bloom Boy thing. But um, her not having speaking english or her speaking english as a second language um caused them almost some massive legal problems so unfortunately Mm. but it is kind of a theme that we're gonna have to address so um oh sorry go ahead daisy oh i was gonna bring up a quote I, i i think this is from this section of the the episode still but uh richard and uh karen get into an argument uh and Karen gets frustrated and, and walks away, and uh, and and we already kind of got the vibe uh, of 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 Richard Heen that he's maybe um, the 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 type of guy that that thinks uh, what's next is that we might need a license to to make toast in our own damn toasters. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very very much so. Um, and and he says in response to her. Uh, you can't mentally compete with me, so you just walk away, which yep. is just real, uh, <laughs> real big brain. That's what led to what I was saying earlier about him. Him saying, uh, "I think she, I think she likes me more than her husband." Yeah, yeah. It's oh yeah, because he's like, "Oh yeah, I, I, I think she likes me." That's, that's why she's arguing with me. Yeah. Um, Fucko. 
really strange guy. Just ego problems. Yeah. Really. Um, so now it's the wives' turn uh, to be in charge. Um, Karen says, from this moment on, Storm Chasing is banned. And one of the kids goes, fuck that. <laughs> I, the kids are pretty funny. I want to know, they bleep it. Is he saying fuck that? Or is he saying something else and they just bleeped it? It really sounded That's like true. he, I it, don't know. I thought he so? said it. I thought he said it, but. I don't know what else he would be saying either, I guess. Yeah. He could have said screw that rule. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But either way, I thought it was kind of funny. I, um, I'm not surprised that the kid says fuck based on the the way that. The fact is. that there's no rules in this yeah. house. Yeah. Um, Miyumi, uh, I got a, I got a Miyumi quote. Uh, she says the boys need to be able to go as fast as they want. So they will go to the top of the hill. Um, I, I really admire her enthusiasm. Yeah. She seems genuinely interested. This is similar to one of the other episodes we watched. Um, she seems genuinely interested in, um, helping the kids and Jay learn how to have fun. So, yeah, I think Mayumi is coming from a ge- really genuine place. And I think the same thing about uh, Jay. Yeah. Um, they both, I think they don't really see eye to eye. And I think that half of the show is definitely being played up. We talked about the safety mm-hmm. aspects. And I think they have some communication issues. But like, I think that's mostly what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that he's, he's like over, he's super like hover parenty. No. I think the mom might be a little more than he is if anything but yeah like they say at the end like well we'll we'll talk about that at the end yeah um i wrote a note that richard is an absolute baby about karen's rules but i didn't i didn't get a chance to write down what that was (laughs) related to but it could have been anything because that's all throughout this episode uh specifically he he wasn't happy that she wasn't going to do all the chores around the house and that he was going to have to like cook and clean. And that was kind of what it was about. But then um, it's interesting. What's your next note? Because I feel like Uh, it's about the rocket launch. Okay, cool. So Mayumi wakes up the family to go storm chasing, but there's no storms in Connecticut. Apparently I didn't know that, but um, so they, uh, they go and they launch a rocket and the kids love it. It, it, This was, a very sweet moment, I thought, because the kids, you can tell, really had a lot of fun with this. Um, and I get it. I've launched rockets before. I think it's fun. Yeah, I, I wasn't allowed to have them anymore. I got in trouble with the rocket engines <laughs> tying them to things. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> They're fun. It definitely seems like something that their parents wouldn't necessarily allow them to do. But then, since they're on the show, they got to do it. Yeah. yeah. There's a weird scene where the dad like talks to the guy who's doing it. He's like... And you believe in doing this safely, right? And he's like, yes. And he goes, see, I told you. It's like, I don't really get the point. Yeah. They're making, I do like that uh, the kid's like, so then you catch it to get the surprise inside. But I'm not sure where they got the idea that there's a surprise inside the rocket that they just launched in there. <laughs> but he's like, no, don't try and catch it. Yeah. The, the, the rocket instructor says no. The dad says no. And then weirdly says, also, or never try to catch a rocket or a meteor. <laughs> which was pretty random <laughs> i like it's like who's trying to catch a meteor who thinks you can like if you see a meteor you're not gonna have time to be like oh baseball run for what it. if it was a very very small meteor yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm just i'm just bullshitting um 
Uh, okay, this is where it becomes relevant that Miyumi is Japanese because so we've established that Richard is quite misogynist. Turns out he's also a bit racist. Um, he, he yells at Karen again for not wanting to do his, his chores for him, and he tells her that he's glad his wife is from Japan because she has values, yeah. unlike these American women. He also <laughs> earlier in the mention in the episode calls her his ninja wife. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, but she seems to think though when he says things like that, it's cute and funny. So, yeah, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that like in 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 the modern era we talk about like men seeking out certain types of women because they believe that they're subservient or whatever trad wives um and like we talk about it now in a certain way but in 2008 or 2009 when this came out that he was just coming out and saying it you know like yeah that, saying the quiet part out loud yeah yeah, yeah. There's there's some of that, and I think there's also, and it's hard to discuss racism of what he's saying without talking to Mayumi, mostly towards the ninja part, I mean, but, like, I know people got really mad at the last Mario game, because you could unlock, like, a poncho and sombrero hat, and then people were like, mm-hmm. that's really racist, and then mm-hmm. a large group, a large percentage of Hispanic people were like, no, that's cool, I love that Mario loves Mexican things. Yeah. And so, like... I don't know. Yeah. She might actually just think it's cute and funny, and that's a joke between the two of them. It's really hard to, yeah, figure out where that line is. It's definitely like a a, a very large in depth conversation to to really tackle all the nuance of that. And none of us are Japanese, so we're not really yeah, um, yeah. qualified to speak but, too informally. We're not too informed about about yeah. it. I guess. He also says, I think maybe in the, in the same conversation about. Her being Japanese is something about um, that he doesn't like women that are over the age of 25 for various reasons. And it's just, I, I think that one's a lot easier to, to look at and say that this is like really problematic behavior. Yeah, he specifically yeah. says that's why he still loves Mayumi because she's maintained a youngness yeah. at heart. That's another thing that could be racist because I feel like Asian women are infantilized yeah yeah um it's definitely yeah there's there's so much to unpack there and again like none of us are japanese so we don't have like that that, sort of cultural context uh, yeah personal yeah knowledge of it but yeah it's definitely fucked up he just likes yelling some things that you probably don't want to say yeah even if you mean them in a nice way you probably don't want to say them on public television he's a yeller uh above all else he's He's a yeller yeller yeah he's very animated um, so Karen brings in one of Richard's female friends to discuss how he talks to women and, uh, he blows up and storms out and doesn't really seem to respect his own friend at all. Um, and then we don't know how long cause they edit, but he then like, he kind of has a change of heart. He seemingly like comes in and talks to her and like apologizes and then they have a real conversation, but mm-hmm. the editing around the whole yeah. thing is weird. Yeah, he says we he's going to try to be better at communicating, uh, about communicating with Karen and stuff. Yeah. We don't get any real like details on what that conversation was like, but the way it appears, his friend comes into it, like really wanting to, to share the, her truth and everything how um, how he makes her feel yeah and and ends up really getting much more hurt by the conversation yeah um 
back at the other house, Miyumi plays a video for Jay of the kids saying basically all the things that uh, they're afraid of. Um, and Jay is like, yeah, that's good. They should be afraid of those things. And Miyumi kind of blows up and starts crying. Um, felt like a bit of an overreaction to me, but again, this might be one of those things you were talking about where it kind of got lost in translation a little bit. Her big thing is that she thinks that the kids are living in fear and they're not like able to be fully kids and mm-hmm. live their life. And some of the things that they say that they're afraid of are pretty ridiculous and some of them are pretty normal. Yeah. Like, I'm afraid to go outside because I might get struck by lightning. I don't think know how that's true that is, but one of the kids says it, but they play mm-hmm. outside all the time. So, like, they're also like eight or younger year old kids, like... They're not very old. They're just naming things that are scary. Yeah. It's like, what are you afraid of? I'd As a kid, I'd be like, snakes are scary. They're outside. You just right. say things. Like, yeah. they mentioned the ca- microwave cancer again. Um, I heard something about sushi. Yeah, oh. they, they bring that up multiple times. And I think, I don't want to point fingers too hard, but I wonder if it's just because the producers are like, we're sending an Asian woman, so yeah. we're going to make them talk oh. about sushi a lot. I didn't but even like, think of that. They yeah. keep saying, like, I don't want, we don't want to eat sushi because we might get, like, mealworms or stomach Tape, worms. Tapeworms, I think, yeah. yeah. Like, Which is, like, not a thing if you, I mean, it's, like, if you... You can get tapeworms from any food if it's yeah, not properly. Yeah. I mean, look, there's some sketchy sushi out there, but it's, I feel like it's pretty easy to avoid it. <laughs> I... And it's because we're in Indiana, but I've gotten more sick from white people food than anything else. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only way you're going to get a tapeworm from eating sushi is if you go to the store and make your own sushi and buy the wrong shit Mm -hmm. that, like, isn't sushi-grade stuff. Then you get a fucking tapeworm because you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, sushi... Grade stuff. Sushi is expensive to make at home because you have to buy really like high quality fish and yeah. stuff, so that yeah. you can't eat it raw. But when you go to the grocery and you buy like the value pack of tuna that you're supposed to like cook, might not work out for you. Yeah, I, I just want to say I feel like I really understand Miami's frustration because what she's trying to express is your kids are paralyzed by this fear, and he's just not picking up on that like he's like Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's good i I think it's just i think you're right but i also see his perspective of you know maybe again just like not understanding what she's trying to say i guess um and so when when she played that video i think he was just like i don't understand what the point of this is i think it's good that they're afraid of those things um so i don't yeah it's kind of one of those things where like nobody's really wrong they're both yeah they're both they're both right. They just aren't expressing what they're trying to say the right yeah. way. Yeah. I guess maybe a video of them talking about like things they want to do that they can't do because they're yeah. afraid would maybe be more effective. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, this episode, I think part of the reason why I'm a little more um, lenient towards the first family is like it reminds me a little bit more of my family i mean my dad wasn't a crazy inventor or anything mm-hmm. he did run his own business but uh it was not ketchup bottle jerk off <laughs> uh, but like you know my parents had like the walkie talkies and it's like you don't go out of range of the walkie talkie mm. but do whatever you want we had pretty that much. Too. yeah and like pretty much like i did chores I learned to do my laundry and stuff. But, like, for yeah. the most part, my parents were super laid back. You're like, oh, skateboard, bring your helmet with you. 
My parents didn't even make me wear a helmet. I didn't wear a helmet, but I'd bring it with me. Like they oh, asked. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, I would hate... Like, I remember having friends whose parents were, like, super controlling like that. And I remember, mm. like, you didn't want to hang out with those kids because their parents were mm. weird. Yeah. Like, I remember when the Max Payne movie came out. And we are all really excited about it. It's like an R-rated video game, mm. like film noir detective story. Really awful movie. Stars yeah. Mark Wahlberg, which is the death knell of any film. But um, <laughs> we a bunch of us who played it were into the game. We were going to go. And our one friend wanted to come with us. But his mom like just calls like, so what movie you guys are going? And he just told her. And she's like, oh, you're not allowed to say that. Come home. Yeah. You can come home or I'll buy you a ticket to go see The Secret Life of Bees. <laughs> And you and your friends can go see that. And every, literally, we all felt bad, but like a bunch of 15-year-old boys are not going to go see The, the Secret, Secret Life, Life of Bees. Bees. Yeah, yeah. I was the kid that my my friend got tickets to see Linkin Park and we had to oh, leave after, yeah. after like the second song because no. my mom wanted me home. Oh, that sucks. Fucking yeah. awful. That was, that was my favorite band when I was 14. Um, I remember one time I brought home like an airsoft gun and my mom cried. <laughs> She's like, what See, have I done to you? My parents wouldn't have cared. My, my parents were very, very, very overprotective about what media I was allowed to consume, mm. but they were not protective at all about, like, I was allowed to climb up on the roof. I was allowed to do, like, quote, unquote, like, dangerous stuff like that. But when it comes, but I would have not been allowed to watch that movie either. Yeah. Um, but I would have been allowed to skateboard without my helmet. So, you know. Yeah. Protective about what I can consume but not what i protective of your do. mind not of your but not body. of my body yes exactly <laughs> um anyway back at the richard household uh the kids and uh so karen and richard and the kids actually have a pretty nice dinner for the first time in a while or for the first time basically since she got there um everyone seems to be trying to be good and respectful richard even says he's going to stop making mayumi do uh like carry so much of the load that uh so we're starting to think hey maybe richard has a change of heart we don't actually think that because we saw in the preview that (laughs) that it doesn't last long um and it sure doesn't last long because uh just a few minutes later i mean a few minutes in the show time we don't know how long in the actual time uh karen buys the kids helmets and richard starts yelling at her for it which i this was such a innocuous thing i don't know if i'm using that word correctly but like buying the kids helmets i didn't even i didn't even register what he was mad about one of you had to had to explain oh he's mad because she bought helmets because that just seemed like such a weird reason to get mad that i didn't even register that that's what he was worked up about here's my theory and i'm going back to what we learned from about uh you were talking about in the interview daisy with uh the um homeschool girls and some of the things that the producers did with them. I wonder if, much like when he was yelling at the producers that he didn't want his daughters doing something, he wasn't yelling at the mom, but mm. they framed it like that. I wonder, because what he says is, my kids already have helmets. I don't. You don't need to go buy new ones. You're making me look like a bad father. And oh. we already have this. Yeah. And he throws it. And I'm wondering if the producers were like, hey, we got these helmets. You're going to go give them these helmets and say, like, yeah. your kids can be safe now. And he's he's being like, they fucking already have helmets. They yeah. have bicycle mm-hmm. helmets. Yeah. They wear them. And I wonder if they were even egging him on, like, are, aren't you embarrassed that, like, yeah. oh, we yeah. had to give your kids helmets? That. That makes sense because there's got to be some, there had to be something else going on because why would you get so worked up about someone bringing you helmets? 
Um, but he get he gets so angry about it that Karen actually goes and stays at a hotel because yeah. she's. Um, I, I don't blame her. But she also, I mean, he's an angry dude. I would not yeah. want to be around him. He's an angry He's dude. very unpredictable, too. But compared to the other people who've left the show, she seemed weirdly calm. And I, I just can't trust this show anymore because we, <laughs> we, we've yeah. heard enough interviews that I wonder if she's just like, I'm going to go stay at a hotel and I don't know if I'm going to go back to say goodbye. Like, she doesn't seem very emotional in her interview afterwards. And I'm, she's yeah. at a hotel. It's been time separated. She might just be over it. But like, it feels like that very last confrontation was very set up against mm-hmm. them, um, and I also think they tried a lot of that with um, the Mayumi and Jay, and it just didn't work because he's so like, oh okay, and she's like so well-meaning and nice that a lot of it doesn't really play the way they want it to, which is I think why we talk about it a lot less. But it's just like the kids just do all the fun stuff that she wants them to do, and he's then the dad's just like. Yeah, they're older boys now. They're allowed to do that. Yeah. Like, they, they make a big deal about how they're not allowed to ride their bike from the top of the hill. And then they do it, and he's like, yes, that's fine. That's uh, that's my next note, is oh. uh, Mayumi makes uh, Jay face his fear by letting the kids ride their bikes at the top of the hill. Um, he seems He seems okay with it. That's I really wonder if, like... And I had a slightly more protective mom, but also sometimes... When your parents don't want to give you a fucking reason for something, like you're talking mm-hmm. about with the Game Boy thing, mm-hmm. they just say it's for your safety. Yeah. And like the thing that they don't mention in the episode is that right behind the hill is an active road, not yeah. a neighborhood, but an actual road. Yeah. And the rules, the mom probably said, don't go to the top of the hill. I don't want you playing in a busy street. Yeah. And so the kids were told, well, it's for your safety not to ride down the big hill. I also think it's one of the one of those things where like could be one of those things where like, you know, all your kids are little and then so you make these rules and then as your kids start to get older it's like okay we've had these rules like we're gonna keep the rules and then it's like it's it's hard to reassess that and say like okay are you guys at a level where this is okay or not and i think it could be one of those things where they kind of had this rule and then it was like okay this seems like a decent enough milestone to like trust them to go to the top of the hill or go out in the woods alone and i i'm i grew up in a neighborhood that had like some big hills and not as big as i thought they were when i was like eight um but you know all the kids used to go ride bikes and skateboards and stuff down the big hill and we'd try and build ramps and stuff i feel like it's one of the things where like they probably rode their bikes down the hill like two or three times and we're like that was fun. Yeah. I'm have no more yeah. interest in that. Just, yeah. Got another system. And I'm sure the dad also knows like, wow, they probably had fun. They're probably not going to do that every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, this is fun. My, Miyumi makes an artificial tornado with fans. I thought um, that was really cute. I thought so too. Yeah. J, uh, Jay and the kids stand in it. Um, and Jay even says uh, that he had fun because he likes seeing his kids have fun. Mm-hmm. This was probably the sweetest moment of the show. I yeah, thought. I think so. Yeah. And I don't know if you have it, but they let the kids go play out in the woods, yeah. Oh, yeah. which is the big thing they're not allowed to do because of coyotes. Um, right. But again, you also probably don't want your kids just wandering off in the woods. It makes sense. But sure. Yeah. It, I think it's good to It depends say, on where you live, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's good to have a balance of like, hey, know that there are dangers out here, but we trust you to... Yeah. Yeah. Because if you don't do that, like, how are you going to be able to, you know survive as an adult yeah yeah you know um so the families reunite the couples reunite this was probably the least tense surprisingly yeah. g- given how 
how much how worked up Richard gets. This was probably the least tense couples reunite yeah, reuniting thing even, that we've seen. Even families who were like by the end of it, it seemed like they were getting along. Yeah. Like by the end this scene, they're usually screaming at each other mm-hmm. for some reason. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe the producers are just pushing buttons, but they seem like pretty genuinely disgusting. We barely see any of it because I'm yeah. guessing nothing really happened. Yeah, I think um, you're right. But there is one thing that happens. Okay, I'll uh, <laughs> uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so because um, I'm not sure if I have whatever note you're about to read. Um, I'm sure I have it. Um, <laughs> Richard is so. Um... Oh wait! Uh, before you get to that, oh, okay. a couple. Uh, just okay. I know. I do know where you're going. Uh, but before we get to that, um, a couple notes. Karen says Richard is the youngest child in the family, which is true. Um, Karen explain. So this is the. We were all kind of disappointed in Miyumi with this part. Karen, Karen explains how Richard yells at women every time uh, they don't want to do their chores or whatever. And Miyumi says she doesn't see anything wrong with that. Um, just kind of sad. Um, well, she specifically I don't see anything wrong with his behavior. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious because like, and again, we don't know their lives, what they're sure. really like when they don't have producers poking them the whole time and everything. Um but all the scenes with them before and after seem really sweet. And it, there's no clips of him like bossing her right. out of the house. Like she seems super excited. They're always like, we're doing this now. And so who like, knows how much the producers just got them worked up and some, stuff. Sometimes I wonder with this show now, after yeah. what we've learned, like, and especially the helmet scene, like now that breaking that down seems insanely fake. Yeah. Like, I wonder if they realized we can tick this guy off really easily. And the producers were just like, pissing him off the whole time mm. and he does say some shitty stuff that i am not defending whatsoever but it does seem like the producers figured out how to get it under these this guy's buttons yeah so i hope for mayumi's sake that like that was more of a tv moment than a real i hope moment. so too because if he if he actually acts like that then that's like abusive behavior yeah. you know yeah exactly um the way he's portrayed on the show is definitely abusive and yeah. i i'm not convinced that I don't know. I'm not convinced that he's not, basically. I, I, I think that, you know, even with the uh, movie magic or whatever, I, I think that there's there's some pretty concerning behavior there. Oh, yeah. There's some underlying darkness there within him. I'm just curious how much of it was the blow-ups and stuff yeah. were set-ups mm-hmm. and how much... It's like his normal day-to-day behavior. I think the helmet thing at least probably yeah. was. Yeah. Um, Jay says that the kids are big kids now and should be allowed to have a little bit more fun. I thought that was nice. Yeah. And now we get to what I assume is the part you're about to <laughs> explain. Yeah, this was also, I guess, kind of sweet. Um, insane, <laughs> but sweet. Um, but Richard um, tells Karen that he very much appreciates all the things that he and the kids learn from her that um he is happy to put things in perspective for him about how he treats mayumi and uh, cleaning up around the house and helping do the chores and raise the kids with like table manners that kind of stuff he's kind of vague but i think that's what he's getting at like hey you open my eyes up i do need to do my own fucking laundry in my 40s or whatever um (laughs) so his idea on that was to write her a song yes which if i can figure out how to do it i will edit that song (laughs) into the podcast here just thought god karen has such an impact on me that i wrote you a song 
I love the sound of music. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's basically the ending note. I think other than that, we I get I think this... all three of us, our jaws just hit the floor when he started yeah. singing. <laughs> yeah, I know Daisy and I made eye contact. It's yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? Um, it's definitely the highlight of the episode. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, the After that, there's not much like... You see um, that the... He, sa- he says, you're awesome, Karen. I really mean it. And... Uh... Karen says it's the best apology she's ever heard, which maybe she just said that because she just went through a week of hell or two weeks of hell. Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, after the swap, I've got a couple notes. Yeah, they do hug, and, like, there's a couple scenes of the, the of specifically Richard and Karen, like, being like, oh, we're, like, friends now. And it is two weeks boiled down into an hour, and I wonder how much... more normal time there was between Mm -hmm. them that we just don't see because like i wonder if like the rules change and he was mad for like a day Mm. and then they boiled that down to make it look like it was a whole week of hell yeah because it they don't act the way the two of them act doesn't she's not she specifically as a woman who seemingly stands up for herself and brings other women in to talk to him and is like seems very grounded in her beliefs like she doesn't Mm -hmm. grind him down or he doesn't grind her down. Um, they seem to be talking like pretty normal. Like she does say some candid things about him, but otherwise, like she seems generally chill. Yeah. Um, so I really do wonder if like things were pretty normal pretty quickly, and so they just like hyper focused on like a day <laughs> yeah. or two. Yeah, that does happen on these shows. Specifically, I know we didn't watch it, um, but there's a pretty famous one um, with the Jesus lady who was like from the show who was like screaming about how uh, the family were heathens and crying and stuff. And essentially uh, later one of her kids came out as gay and she like fully supported them. And like, she's like kind of a big like internet person now. Hmm. She's like gay Christian mom is her whole thing. Oh, really? I didn't um, know that there was a, a follow up there, but um Either way, there's some interviews with her about how the show goes. And she was like, I was actually kind of always friends with the other family. And we got along and they picked out like a couple choice moments and made it look like two weeks. Yeah. Which I'm guessing is what's happening here, at least to some degree. Yeah. Because I don't know. I think it's weird that like for the most screaming matches we've ever seen on this show to mm-hmm. for their like re reuniting and discussing so they're calm. like yeah, yeah they're singing songs to each other and right like laughing um after the swap jay and karen let the kids start skateboarding but they're pushing mongo oh no <laughs> which is the, probably the saddest part of this entire episode they never had a chance no um oh, one of them does go up a ramp though um I, th- I saw that they did that when Mayumi was there. So they're like, "All right, you ready to go off the ramp?" Oh, really? I they do that. it like once or twice, and then he's immediately like, "Okay, we're putting it up now." <laughs> it's, it's, you it's, get one ramp jump per day. Yeah, it was, it's kind of <clears throat> funny. Uh, they also let them play in the woods, and they're they look like they're running around having fun. Richard and Mayumi uh, make the kids start do- doing more chores, and allegedly, allegedly, 
Richard is helping out more too. Um, I, the vibe I got from this is that Richard isn't like willing to do more chores. He's willing to have the kids do more chores. Yeah. That could very be much it. He was making those salmon burgers, at least. Yeah, That's he, true. He, he did start cooking, um, which, I mean, I find cooking enjoyable, so I don't know why you'd avoid that anyway. But mm-hmm. Me too. Um, I, one thing I think is funny is, like, we're going to make our kids do more chores, but we're going to let them do it the fun way. And then it cuts to a scene of the one of the kids just, like, full-on throwing a vacuum across <laughs> the room. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. I think that's everything. Yeah, that's all I have. Either of you have anything else? No, I think that's... We're going to talk... Uh, some Hunter looked into the Balloon Boy incident a little bit, so we're going to fill you in on that. But first, do y'all want to crack open this soda? I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for this because pineapple is my favorite fruit. So we've got the... Uh, and Pepsi is my favorite cola. Hey. Hey. I think it's probably mine, too. Um, I, I love pineapple. I don't like Pepsi. Okay, so this is this is kind of a coin toss for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Little Caesars, we're not sponsored by them, but they're doing this deal. We could uh, be. We could be, yeah. <laughs> uh, hit us up, confession.cam on Instagram. Um, so, we got, uh, they're doing this deal where you get a Little Caesars, like, pineapple pizza and a pineapple Pepsi for $10. And I went ahead and got the deal. And I'm going to let y'all know... Um, this will probably ruin our chances of getting the Little Caesar sponsorship, but the the pizza portion of this deal it's a thin crust pizza and it is not good. Oh, it's not good at all. Are you, are you a Hawaiian pizza fan? I'm, I love Hawaiian pizza is my favorite. Me too, actually. And I did not like this at all. Um, it, it it was one of those where like all the toppings just like fell off when you pick it up. It was oh. it was not a very well made pizza, but I have high hopes for this soda. So let's uh, let's review the can first. We Y'all were saying you like this can. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't. Really? Because, so it's got Little Caesars shit all over it, and I think they have some of the ugliest branding. I love it. Like, the, yeah. You like the Little Caveman dude? Yes. I uh, hate pizza, the Little Caveman. Pizza, pizza. I hate the Little Caveman he, he's, dude. He's not a caveman. He's what is Caesar. He? He's a Roman. Oh, <laughs> duh. <laughs> that, that is Little Caesar. Oh man, I feel like an idiot. I still I still I still don't like the art. I stand by that. I I am going to say this is my favorite packaging of anything we've drank on the show. Wow. I'm going to put this That's high praise. One step behind the vomit soda. That soda was like That was pretty intense. Well designed for what they wanted it to be and it it almost communicated to how bad yeah. that was. It was yeah. a different genre completely. Yeah. Yeah. You want to take a picture for the gram? Oh sure, I posted it on my my story to drum up some some excitement Hell a few yeah. days posted before the, the oh posted this yeah oh a nice. few days before the episode releases they do have awesome. a pineapple with sunglasses on this can and we might be a couple of years behind the white girl pineapple meme but it does give me those kind of vibes uh, let's get a pour going yeah make mine a small pour it, it, oh, oh yeah it does have caffeine it is that good my heart but yeah. I, I've been sleeping like shit already. So I, like, yeah, same. I did not sleep at all last night, actually. So if my energy is low today, that's why. I, I good, s- Hunter, you want more? I'll take a little bit more. I'm not, I'm not afraid. I slept like shit last night, and I feel like I'm like really peaking on my like like no sleep energy, and like maybe by the time we finish this episode, I'm gonna be like completely dead. That's <laughs> no, just enough caffeine to get you home. <laughs> there we go. 
Um, all right. Who wants to propose a toast? Let's give it a sniff. Um, yeah. Sniff. Oh, it smells good. It smells very syrupy. I'm into the smell. I like the scent. <clears throat> I would... Oh, I've got a toast. I would wear this as a cologne. <laughs> to Caesar. To Caesar. To Caesar. Pizza, pizza. I'm going to say preemptively to Balloon Boy. I don't like this as much as I thought I would. Yeah, this is not hitting. God damn it. I had very high hopes for this. This is kind of, I'm legitimately bummed. It's not like the barf soda where I was expecting it to be bad. And this, I mean, this definitely isn't as bad as the barf soda, but it's just not as good as I was expecting. So, I, I, oh, go ahead. I honestly really like the aftertaste more than like when you're actually drinking it. I'll co-sign that. I, I agree. Um, but it's not, this is no wild cherry Pepsi to no. be sure. There's to not, be sure. not enough pineapple. Um, bite. It doesn't have the bite of pineapple to it, mm. which is missing. And I think the Pepsi flavor is too too overpowering. Yeah. Um, and Pepsi's very of colas. It's very caramely. It's got a lot of the caramel flavor. I think um, that doesn't mix with pineapple that well. No. No. If it, pineapple cola sounds good, when you say caramel pineapple, not no. not as good. Um, that's what I'm taking. It's also very weak. There is a kind of nice aftertaste, but the flavor just comes and goes. Yeah, I kind of wish more pineapple. My thoughts on this, I like it as a tall boy. I don't think I would want a 12-pack, but I like it as a tall boy. Like, it's it's, it's a Saturday, go to the gas station and grab a pineapple Pepsi type of drink, which you can't even do because it's no, a Little Caesars. You got to go to Little Caesars. And you have to buy a pizza with it. Do, is, that, is that a requirement? That it, uh, You uh, can't just go in there and... I don't... There's like a special deal that you can where you can get a pizza and the Pepsi, but I think you can also just buy the Pepsi. Okay, okay. Um, I am gonna say this, as the meme, famous meme says, "Little Caesar's so good when you don't got a bitch in here <laughs> telling you it ain't." I feel like this soda kind of fits that vibe. Like if you're sitting in your truck eating a piece of Little Caesar's pizza and sipping on that. That is a very specific type of flavor palette that I think it works with. But uh, at nine o'clock at night in my um, music room, having a sip out of a whiskey glass is not how this was meant I, to be enjoyed. I actually think this is this is definitely a lunch beverage. This is not a dinner beverage. Yeah. I yeah. think that's kind of what you were getting at. Yeah. I think with some of the other sodas we've done, we've talked about how they might pair better with certain foods. And I, I think that's I think I agree with uh, with with this this seems like it would go well with a sandwich i actually think it would go really well with just a pepperoni pizza from little caesars i think mm. pineapple pizza and, and a pineapple, pineapple soda Pepsi. is too much yeah too much i yeah. understand the branding but i i don't think it works it's also weird to me because little caesars is not known for their hawaiian pizza so i'm not sure decide no. why they decide to go all in on it as a new product maybe they're just <clears> trying to do some cross promotion with a new item but yeah I mean, it, you know, it works. I'm thinking about Little Caesars now. I'm not going to go to Little Caesars because the one by my house is straight ass. And both of the ones in Bloomington closed. Um, so you know, that, good for Bloomington. <laughs> bad for Bloomington. <laughs> I was devastated. Bloomington, uh, Bloomington's got good pizza, though. Uh, what's the one everyone likes? Papa X Bears? something. 
Planet X or something? Pizza like X. Pizza X. Planet X, X is good. was the record label that got canceled. Oh, yeah, Mama Bears. <laughs> Mother Bears, yeah. Mother Bears. Uh, the, the Avers Pizza Buffet just closed, which I'm devastated Damn. about. So if you guys have the hookup on Pizza Buffet in Bloomington, please let me know. There's a hole in my heart where that Avers Pizza used to be. There's one more that I like a lot in Bloomington. Uh, man, it's at the tip of my tongue, but I'm not. My girlfriend is vegan, so when she lived down there, we didn't get pizza too often. Mm. So I actually don't have a lot of pizza Bloomington pizza experience. I do. I sure do. Throw out, what's the one? It's it's kind of by Bluebird. It's oh Rockets. Yeah, yeah, Rockets. Their pizza's good, but that's I, real drunk food. I well, I went in there on the same di- uh, night that a bunch of drunk college kids were in there, oh, yeah. and it was the loudest. Like yeah. I had to. I still had earplugs from the show, and even with the earplugs, it was, like, way too loud. Uh, good pizza, though. Rockets, to me, is a place you want to have cash. You want to have exact change. You walk into that place, give them exact change. They give you a slice of pizza. You get the fuck out of there. Yeah. That's my Rockets. I was bit. waiting for them to make my pizza, and it was not pleasant. Yeah. Is it, it's, so it's kind of like the Broad Ripple Hot Box vibes, where, like, yeah. you don't yeah. want to be there. Much. Like, you only yeah. want the pizza if you're drunk or desperate anyway, yeah. but, like, in that moment, it hits. I'd say the pizza's better quality, but the atmosphere is similar yeah. to okay. Hot Box. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, anyway, what are we, uh, what are we rating this soda? Pepsi, uh, Pineapple Pepsi from Little Caesars. I'm gonna, you know what, I'm gonna have to give this a... 3.5 out of 10. Um, it really just did not hit for me. Um, it's worse than mediocre. It's not the worst thing we've had so far, <laughs> but it's definitely worse than mid for me. Like, I don't... I If I had this in a glass of water, I would drink the water. Really? Um, I'm going to be slightly more generous than you, but I've got a feeling not as generous as Daisy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't think it's worse than mid, but I think it's mid. So I'm going to give it exactly a five. Sure. I'm going to give it a seven. I I like it. It's no wild cherry Pepsi, like I said. Um, it is way more drinkable than a lot of the stuff we've drank on here. Mm-hmm. And way more drinkable than a lot of stuff I've drank in my life. Um, I'll agree with that. I am a contrarian and a Britney Spears fan. So <laughs> I'm a Pepsi lover. Um, oh, I forgot about that Britney Spears <laughs> interview. You know what they say. Pepsi is Pepsi. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because the response, that's the, the the question is, what kind of Pepsi do you like? And I think back in 2001, they basically just Pepsi's Pepsi. Pepsi and Diet Pepsi, but yeah. in 2023, Pepsi is not Pepsi. Pepsi can be, Pepsi's like Barbie. Pepsi, Pepsi can be anything. Yeah, it can be anything. So, uh, I'm, you know, I'm a little biased. That's that's all That's all I'm trying to say. But, but I like this soda. Yeah. I will say, I was going into this a Pepsi hater. So the fact that it's predominantly Pepsi, not my thing. Hmm. Um, not pineapple enough. Another big disappointment to me. And the pine the caramel pineapple is yeah. just really nasty. And I get it. I get. See, it. I, like, I don't agree, but I get it. I like Pepsi and I like pineapple. So I really, I really had high hopes for this. You know, I <laughs> thought I was going to be giving it a seven. Uh, I got a response to my story already. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read off. My response from my friend Jonathan, he said, truly, we have defeated God with this one. (laughs) Caesar versus God, Caesar wins. Caesar won, God zero. (laughs) Um, Do you want to talk about the Balloon Boy stuff before we close out here? Yeah, uh, I'll make it quick. 
just because we don't have a ton of time. Mm-hmm. But um, the Heen family, uh, f- the storm chasers from this episode, uh, they come back on another episode that was actually after this incident. But so about two months after this episode aired, they uh, had what we call on the internet the balloon boy incident. It's a big <laughs> meme. Um, I know I was hearing about it all the time at the time, but essentially he built a kind of like UFO shaped weather balloon in his backyard. Um, he, they would keep it tethered ground, send it up to do experiments, kind of like with his rockets, bring it back down. I don't know exactly what, so in interviews he was, he said that he was, trying to figure out how if you ran opposing charges through the different top and bottom sides of a uh, like disc-shaped craft while it was hovering in air if he could make it like go left or right like favor Hmm. side when it tries to even out if it would create a level of propulsion that was his Hmm. theory i don't so and from the police um sketches we know they had a bunch of batteries connected to like some stun guns and they were running he was running the power from those to the top and the bottom that's how the device was built can i interject something here yeah it sucks that this guy's such a dick (laughs) because he has mad scientist vibes and if he wasn't such a dick it'd be kind of endearing just a little bit of humility yeah he's he's got he's definitely got like cool dad vibes but unfortunately here's what came next so they it's all in film you can go watch the footage um there's also police footage after um the event but what they do is they'd set up cameras they'd raise um this dish disc shaped craft kind of weather balloony it's it's a big um foil craft filled with helium some testing equipment uh that they would send up he would run the charges through it um take notes on how it would move bring it back down um they uh, were filming a test, and there's footage of it where it goes up, and one of the tethers comes loose, um, which unfortunately is a scene of Richard yelling at Mayumi, but situationally, I, I, it kind of makes sense to be yelling, because as the craft goes up, it comes untethered and kind of f- just flies away in the wind. Um and as it's going up, they realize, uh, where is our son? I believe it was Hawk. Yeah, I think so. Um, he, uh, they can't find him. And one of the other brothers says um, he was he climbed in the craft. He was inside of it. So, um, yeah. So what there's so the kid says, yeah, we sent him up and the ship up and the kid was still inside of it. Now he's blowing through the sky in a homemade aircraft. They freak out. They call the FFA, uh, which is like the ground control. FAA, not the future farmers of America. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. (laughs) I should have taken better notes on this, but yes, they call the future farmers say, Oh no, wait, we need to call the FAA. Just kidding. They call the FFA. FFA tells them to call the police. So he hangs up with them, calls the police. While he's on hold, Mayumi on her cell phone starts calling helicopter schools in the area, news stations, trying to get someone at the helicopter who can go up and at least help them spot where the craft with the child is. Um, 
as this is going down, uh, eventually, uh, the child, um, I'm looking up his name. I want to make sure. It's a Falcon. Yeah, it's Falcon, not Hawk. (laughs) Eventually, Falcon does come downstairs, I think a day later, or hours, hours, hours later. I, I wasn't able to find the exact amount of time, long enough that this is headline news across the world. CNN, NBC, Fox News, everyone was talking about Balloon Boy, the boy that's disappeared in aircraft mm-hmm. in a balloon. Um, he comes down, he was hiding, he said he was hiding because he... He was hiding in the attic, right? Yeah, because he thought he'd be in trouble <laughs> because he was playing in the aircraft. So that's why his brother thought that oh, he was in there. Okay. Uh, because he was playing in there. My wonder if that's why it became untethered. Maybe he was playing around, broke the tether, and was like, oh, shit, and just went and hid kid stuff. Oh, gotcha. None of that is confirmed. That's my conjecture right there. Um, But turns into a police investigation. The police are involved. There's an aircraft going around. Uh, In the end, he ends up um, taking a plea deal, admitting fault, spending like $36,000 in fines to the state and he has to make a public apology to the judge and the police department. And then I think you said he gets 90 days in jail. She gets 20. Mm-hmm. I was reading that he served 30 somewhere. So he may have been given 90 <clears throat> and then let go uh, for leniency. Mm-hmm. But this is where the st- story gets really messy because most people ran with, Oh, it went up. He did it as a publicity stunt. The weird thing is there's no... The whole time that they are on TV and that sort of thing, he never once mentions any sort of company. He's never trying Mm -hmm. to advertise anything. He genuinely seems scared of his family. He doesn't seem to have a motive. Yeah. And he is... We know he's a bit of a yeller, but if you watch the footage, he, like, genuinely seems scared. Um, It doesn't seem rehearsed. Like, he's genuinely Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck's going wrong? There's problems. Where's the kid? Grab the tether. Um, The kid seems, like, genuinely worried. He's like falcon was in there like mm-hmm. the and they have they have one shot at this they have this giant thing filled with helium they, they got really really lucky if they are trying to stage this whole incident mm-hmm. um also if you look into the sheriff some of the police officers and the judge they have all been um charged with um lying in court multiple times hiding oh, wow. evidence um the uh judge is act was actually censored which is basically you have to go in front of a court for judges basically for lying and hiding up evidence in other cases which makes people think that they kind of they knew they had a lot of attention and they wanted to put a big clamp on this to make their career look good Hmm. wow uh so if you're interested in more um the youtuber the internet historian did a pretty interesting video on it where he go went through a bunch of the evidence and presents both sides. Internet historian? Yeah. That sounds like a channel I should follow. It's cool. He doesn't really make that many videos anymore, I don't think, but I used to really like his content. Um, he presents both ideas of what could have happened, and at the end, he kind of starts to take the side of uh, the Heen family. And then not long after that, um, Richard actually came on and did a full interview with the internet historian about his side of the story, what happened. They go through, like, they break down the day-to-day. It's really interesting. About two years after, which is actually about two years ago now, so we're right in the middle, they actually, um, he was completely pardoned by the state. Hmm. So it's completely off their record. They were able to at least 
prove that they couldn't prove that he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, he It's a really interesting interview. He talks about like some of the evidence and how they lied in court. Um, things like they were giving inaccurate measurements for the craft to try and make him look like less intelligent than he was. Hmm. Um, they there multiple times where you sh- see them interviewing him in a interrogation room where he presents information. Like he says, yes, we called the FAA, we called the police. Then my wife started calling like everyone in the area with helicopters. Then like within an hour, they present legal documents to the judge, my medicine. Uh, they present legal documents to the judge that say, oh yeah, so he called the news first and then he called the FFA and then he called the police. So, but we have evidence of him telling them. So they're completely lying. The cops definitely were fucking around. Even if there's something sketchy that the Heen family did, the cops shit the bed and there's no trustworthy evidence. There's also another, I think some shit came out about her, but I don't pay attention to internet drama. I know Illuminati also did a video on it. I watched part of, I think, with the internet historian. Hmm. Uh, It's a really interesting case. So I would go check it out for yourself if you're interested in more of this wild-ass family. They also come back for the 100th episode special. Of so Confession Cam? No, oh. of uh, of Wife Swap. <laughs> well, now we're going to do, for the 100th episode, we're going to do the, yeah. 100th the episode second, of Wife Swap. The okay. second episode of Balloon Boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that the 100th episode? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got we got to make sure we remember, because yeah. I, think, I think we're only on like episode 17. <laughs> so we got a ways to go. This is like five years down the line since we're new episodes every other week. <clears throat> well, I'll but, be worth it to see Wife Swap 100. Yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. Thanks for uh, yeah. thanks for looking into that. I have to admit, after watching that episode of Wife Swap, there was no chance that I was going to think that that it was not a hoax. You know what I mean? I yeah, was same. convinced. Because he se- he's such a character, it seems yeah. like he'd want the attention, but... One thing that's really interesting, and you never see it in the episode itself, but uh, Karen, having stayed with them, did some news interviews at the time. Mm. And she actually talks about how um, he made her help set up the aircraft. They did do experiments when she was there. Um, And she talks about, like, her time with the family. And she's like, you know, Richard, he's a really excited guy, but, like, he really cares about his kids and Mm -hmm. i can't see Mm -hmm. him lying about this like she actually really takes his side in this which is another reason why i think some of the shit that happened in the episode earlier was staged sure because Hmm. she like she went to bat for him completely honestly goes to bat for him during the whole situation so Hmm, even really interesting even after people posited those hopes she was like no i don't think he would do that i don't see him doing that i'm even more curious to see the follow-up episode now Yeah. yeah So we should just start cranking out episodes so we can get to number 100. Um, so anything else about that? Or? I, think, I I forgot about that. That was the last note I really had. I just want to say, I I feel like if, if I don't know, I'm, I'm really starting to take their side because in so many instances like this, I'm trying to think of an example, but it feels like after a few years, someone comes out, someone who was in on the hoax, comes out and says hey yeah we were lying yeah yeah he never has um you mm-hmm. can go look up interviews yeah. from there his story has never changed once like his information is big the science behind it has been the same from day one till now it's the police who its yeah. story changed and hmm. then got fucked up and i really think they're like look at this wacky guy who was on tv we can yeah clamp down on a big case easy yeah hmm. fuck 
the police. Regardless of what happened, we yeah. can all agree on that. That's yeah. um, here's core some... tenet of uh, confession cam. Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe maybe we should make stickers that somehow incorporate that. <laughs> um, we uh, so I got some sad news for y'all. We didn't get any voicemails this week. We didn't get any text messages this week. Um, any uh, any of you out there in confession cam land, uh, if you want to if you want to reach out uh, and tell us what you think about balloon boy or just whatever, you can prank call us for all we care. Uh, our number is three, one, seven, two, nine, six, three, two, four, seven. Once again, you can, uh, you can leave a voicemail or a text message if that's easier, whichever you want. You can also get at us at confession.cam on, uh, Instagram. Yeah. And anything else from either of you? Uh, we, we haven't officially, we have an idea of what show we're going to do next, but we haven't officially picked it yet. So we're not going to announce it quite yet, really? but I'm, um, I'm kind of on all board for it. I've seen some clips. Okay. I kind of think we should do it. I don't know if you want to wait, but sure. I'll go ahead. So I was going to maybe watch an episode or two just to make sure it's, it's good enough to talk about, uh, because I haven't actually seen it before, but I was thinking we'd do the Osbournes next because I, because that's kind of a, pretty cultural because we've been going back between like the new shows and the old shows and the last show we did was milf manor so i thought maybe do like a classic one yeah and uh i know this is kind of a classic one and one that i've heard a lot about but never actually seen so yeah i I think it's one of the big iconic ones i mean they Uh still have reality tv shows to this day the osborne family does like they have a show now that i think's on vh1 i don't know my dad's really into it i've been a couple mm-hmm. times i've been to his house i've watched it with him but um jack sits down with his parents um ozzy osborne and i feel bad i forget his wife's name but, sharon? Yeah, sharon sharon, sharon. <laughs> where'd you get your running shoes at um but uh they he sits down and he shows them like ufo and like cryptid videos and stuff <laughs> oh, and then they yeah. ask them if they think it was real or faked so and Ozzy tries to explain how UFO videos are faked or if they're real or not. That alone makes it really That's fun. Cool. Yeah, I've seen a lot of clips of the Osbournes, but I don't. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen an episode, so I'm excited. I definitely haven't. But but I know it's like a pretty iconic show. Uh, maybe not quite as iconic as Jersey Shore, but I mm-hmm. feel like it's. I feel like it's kind of in that same uh, stratosphere as yeah. Jersey Shore. I, I put it up with the big with one of the lifestyle ones. Like I would put it. Like the Osbournes, the Kardashian, Jer- uh, keeping up with the Kardashians is probably in the same. Yeah, Jersey um, Shore and yeah. like uh, the Simple Life and mm-hmm. the I feel like those were kind of the big mm-hmm. ones, the yeah. big four or five. So I guess it's official. That's what we're doing next. Should we just do season one? Is yeah. that what y'all? Cool. Yeah, with me. yeah. And uh, we'll see. I guess we'll have to see how long the episodes are. But if the episodes are an hour, I think we should probably stick with just doing one episode. Yeah. So. Um, so if you're following along at home, uh, watch, if you want to watch along, uh, watch episode one of the Osbournes and we'll be back at you in two weeks. Give us a call. Let us know. Do you like it when we do one episode? Do you want us to do two episodes? Do you want us to stop talking about, uh, 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 um, reality TV altogether and do a podcast about, uh, about soda, soda instead. (laughs) Give us your feedback. Yeah, let us know. We we probably won't do that, but you can tell us. Yeah, exactly. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hugs and kisses. Mwah.